Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of In The Box. We're here at Horsforth St Margaret's, one of the biggest England football accredited clubs in the country. We're talking to them about their club identity. With over 100 years in existence, they know a thing or two about it. And for you, as a league or club, it's more than just about having a name on your logo. It inspires players, spectators and those volunteers within your community to have a sense of pride and passion to be successful both on and off the pitch. Stay tuned to find out more. So Gary now joins me outside. Gary is the media officer at the club as well as the under-14s girls coach. Obviously the club was established in 1921, Gary. It's got a long history and a long identity. Can you give us a bit of a flavour of the milestones and what the club's sort of done in that existence of time? Yeah, well, it's always been an integral part of the horse of community, um, starting off with a very small amateur football club. Um, and then over the years, it's built up and built up. Uh, the last 10 years have been really significant, though, when we've had a lot more teams develop, a lot more coaches come in. Um, it's built the community spirit around this clubhouse and, uh, and what we're doing here in terms of facilities. Um, and, and now we're at the point where we are the largest grassroots club in the UK. So, you know, it's been fantastic building up to that uh, anniversary in 2021, a little bit curtailed by COVID, but, you know, we got our celebrations in in the end uh, and, and it was a, a brilliant centenary year for us. It must have been very exciting for everybody involved at the club that's obviously been before and those that are now present. Obviously, we're here and... You've got the pitches and you share, obviously, this facility with the local cricket club as well. The pitches here, you've got a Football Foundation grant to obviously improve the facilities. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? So basically, Horsef is built on clay. And so in, in what traditionally, in the winter, we could have about September and a bit of October on these pitches up here. And then we didn't see anybody till April the next year because we couldn't play on them really. They were just waterlogged all the time. So the Football Foundation money um, grant came in, uh, about £250,000. That's enabled us to put proper drainage onto the main pitch, uh, extend the 11-a-side pitch, it's a proper full-size pitch now, level it out. And we've also got another four pitches around the, the, the site that we've also, again, they're on, on big hills, so we were one of those clubs that people came to that didn't like playing here because, you know, half the time you're running uphill to play in the second half. Now we've levelled them all out, so we've got um, under uh, nine-a-side pitches, seven-a-side pitches, and the aim is that everybody's going to play up here at some point in the season, uh, and it just becomes a much better facility, and that's come from the Football Foundation giving us that money to develop the site. And it, it looks absolutely fantastic. It makes me want to put my boots on and get out there. What's the ambitions, thinking about identity, obviously you've done the pitches, for the club to have a better and bigger presence in and around the pitches, what's the ambitions for that? Well, it's, it's, I mean, it is a community site, you know, it's, it's, it's an open access site, so members of the public can use this site. Uh, and when, when matches aren't going on, or training's not going on, there, there are spaces between the pitches where people come, they walk the dogs, we've got people out playing the some sort of small-sided other kinds of games and things. So it's a real community hub um, right in the heart of Horsforth. And, and that's the aim, it's to link the idea of us as a, a grassroots sports club with the community and keep that bond growing even stronger than it has been in the past. Absolutely fantastic. So we're going to dive into a bit more detail of that and we're going to get Jordan to join us. So let's go inside for a team talk. So now we've come inside for the team talk, which seems such a shame and such a lovely day, but we're going to have a fantastic conversation. We have been joined by Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Jordan, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the club? 
First and foremost, um, I'm a coach at the club. Uh, I coach under 12s girls team um, who are absolutely fantastic and I love doing it. Um, I've been lucky enough to be involved in coaching a few teams up and down the club, uh, both on the boys' side and the girls' side. Um, but in addition to that, I sit on the committee as the football development officer, so helping to develop our coaches, making sure that we're playing under one philosophy and bringing our values to life through our coaching and making sure that we're, we're really strong in our identity on the pitch and off the pitch as well. Fantastic. I want to talk a little bit more about that philosophy in a little bit because your website has a really strong presence and communicates that really well, so we're going to dive into that. Gary, thanks for joining us again. So, media officer, for those that are listening, just tell us a little bit about what that means and what you do. Yeah, it's about promoting the club really outside of um, the Horsforth community and getting us involved in local and national media, um, print media and broadcast media, um, to just to push our brand identity as a club. Um, so that people can be even more proud of what we do here at Horse of St Margaret's. Like you say, it's about community, and that's one of the ways for you to be able to reach out and get that brand, that identity, that sense of belonging out there. So I know you had your centenary. You had a, a, a nice piece done for you by a certain someone. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, when it came up to our centenary, we were having some events down here, so we were having a, a programme for the centenary year. Uh, and I managed to get in contact with Marcelo Bielsa, who was the then coach of Leeds United. Um, and I asked him if he, he might contribute a few words to our uh, centenary programme. And he very graciously wrote a really beautiful piece um, which he talked about the importance of grassroots football and that for every coach and every player, grassroots is where it starts. Uh, and then he wished us all a, a very happy centenary and, and gave us all a, a big virtual hug through his piece. That's, that's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It does start in grassroots and it's clubs like yourselves that are embedded within their community that are so important in providing them opportunities. Jordan, we're going to touch on now your other roles within football. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, absolutely. So luckily enough, um, through our presence as a club, I was fortunate enough to um, go and sit on the FA National Youth Council. So I've been involved with that for two seasons now. This is my second season. Um, and our vision is to ensure that all young people have meaningful and inclusive opportunities to positively impact themselves and the football community. Um, so we work on programs um, up and down the country um, to get young people involved in youth leadership, to celebrate youth leadership and youth leaders um, within their communities and to really develop them on a personal level in terms of their skills, their leadership skills, um, but also the skills that they use in their day-to-day -day lives. So I can say from, for myself, from my point of view, um, I've not just developed skills in leadership or youth leadership or sport-specific skills. Um, I, as someone who doesn't work in sport, these skills have helped me on a day-to-day -day level, um, whether it be interacting with people communicating well with people or whether that be time management and organisation, things like that. It's um, absolutely fantastic. And that's what sport provides, right? It's not just about that physical activity. Not everybody's going to go and be that professional and play for a Bielsa, but they're going to develop their life skills that can help them have a career, interact socially, obviously go on to do some great and fantastic things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's really great to be able to have an impact up and down the country in terms of some of the programmes that we run. So um, every year we have an FA Leadership Academy that we run, which is a 12-month learning development programme for youth leaders. Um, we start with a four-day residential and we bring together youth leaders from all different parts of the country, all different places from within footballs, so whether they're coaches or involved as volunteers in their clubs, um, referees, all sorts, whatever you can think of, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch, 
we get them in. Um, we run some workshops in on personal development, um, connecting with others, project planning, things like that. Um, and we then hold the hands through a 12-month project that they will then go out and deliver in their local communities to benefit um, the football community as a whole and to develop the national game. Um, so we're really passionate about that. And we also link that to um, some other events, some new events that we've started running, um, such as Your Game. We've just um, done a pilot, one of them up in Middlesbrough, which is really successful, um, engaged 60 local young people. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic to, to show them the opportunities, the roles that are involved in football, not just on the pitch, but certainly thinking about all the things that are involved off the pitch, um, whether that be in the professional game or in the, in the participation side of the game. Fantastic. And we know that the FA Youth Council have presence on social media, so we'll put that in the description for everybody to check that out. And obviously, from me, it's a big shout out to Lois as well, who's part of the Youth Council, because she's added so much value for us as a national FA, the leagues and clubs team, the value, the insight and our experiences has just really made us think about how we approach things moving forward. So there's youth voice and youth representation in there. Now, Gary, I don't want to try and embarrass Jordan too much with him sat there, but how much does value does having someone like Jordan bring to a club like Horsforth? Oh, it's been incredible. I mean, you know, he's done a lot of uh, brilliant development work, both by helping coaches develop and having a pathway for coaches, um, for, for our younger players. During COVID, he put online videos on, 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 on the YouTube so that they were having some coaching during that time of lockdown. Um, I was out in my garden with my daughter, trying to keep up with her doing some of his drills, but uh, nearly killed me, but my daughter improved, <laughs> so that was good. But no, I mean, you know, to have somebody like Jordan, you know, a, a younger person uh, who's starting there, um, pathway through grassroots football development um, involved in our club. It's been absolutely really beneficial. Um, and the fact that Jordan's bringing some national in initiatives into our club as well, it just improves our club even more. And that youth to adult partnership means that there's experiences of variance that really can add value. Where has that really taken place here at Horsforth St. Margaret? So is it the introduction of the Wildcat Centre and actually understanding the female game against the boys game, or is it something different? Um, I would say it's certainly in the development of our uh, pre-registration programme, such as Wildcats and our Dribblers programme that we have here, uh, which is our mixed boys and girls um, pre-registration football. Um, we have a lot of young, young leaders out on the pitch helping coaching, um, but that's obviously partnered alongside adults. And that, ha that happens every Saturday morning, and it wouldn't happen without the young people, but it also wouldn't happen without the adults there to help and support them. Um, and equally, we have young people then running um, the, the tuck shop and hot drinks out of, out of the club here um, on the Saturday morning to provide um, adults <laughs> with refreshments and um, yeah, it's really, really fantastic to, to see that partnership in action. Superb. So, Gary, COVID wasn't too long ago. We want it to be a distant memory, but obviously that impacted a lot of clubs across the country, and it was a landscape that was going from strength to strength, particularly here in terms of the development of the girls. Since COVID, what sort of impact has the club had in terms of the growth and development here? 
Well, I think we, we came through Covey very in a really robust uh, way, really, because we, we kept in contact with all our teams. So through the work that Jordan did and through what all the coaches did, we kept contact with our teams uh, via Zoom and those kind of things. And then we came out with the other side. We, we were concerned that we were going to have a drop-off, mm. but actually it's come back stronger. I think people... Um, watched a lot of sport on TV when it came back on being played in empty stadiums, but they're watching it at home, so that encouraged them. I think the other side of it as well is we've had the, the growth of the Lionesses on the other side of this side of COVID. That's been really positive for the girls' section, and we've come out of it really positively. You know, it's outward facing as a club, where we wanted to, to get the community back involved in the club, and it's just grown since since those days. Yeah, and I think obviously COVID, like you're saying, going online with some stuff has helped strengthen a lot of identities. It's why this podcast launched, it's so we could reach more people. And we live in sort of a digital age, Jordan, but it's obviously fantastic to get people back face to face. You joined us at the Future Club Conference last year where we got some of our biggest and most established England football accredited clubs in the room. Nice to get back face to face, to share that knowledge and insight, peer to peer, if you like. What was your biggest takeaways from that? Thank you for the invite, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, I think the biggest takeaways for us were being able to see how other clubs were working in terms of both their governance and what we could maybe add in or tweak a little bit with what we're doing, um, but also how other clubs are running things like their social media um, and reaching out to young people and forming youth committees, which is great for me to see as a member of the Youth Council. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really great weekend and there were some of our key takeaways from that. So obviously in the digital space, you're doing some fantastic work. Gary, in terms of the physical space, how do you bring that identity together? So we've made a lot of changes over the last few years. If you go back five or six years, you'd have seen teams playing in different um, kit manufacturers. You'd have seen different badges. The girls' section had a pink element in their badge. Some parents didn't like that because they felt it was a bit stereotypical. So we've come under the banner now of one, one club badge, one club kit through a single supplier. So wherever you go across West Yorkshire on a Friday, uh, Saturday or Sunday morning or afternoon, you'll see Horse of St Margaret teams um, playing you know, with, with that, that true identity. Um, and and that, that feeds through into that whole ethos of the club um, and, and how we're trying to work as this identity outward facing to, to the rest of the county. Superb. So you're striving forward digitally and physically around that one identity. But what does the future hold for the club? The future for the club, I think it's really positive. I mean, we are growing. What we're really proud of is that we've got so many new coaches coming in, people taking sort of admin jobs with each of the teams. Um, we've got development of uh, young referees through the club as well, we're pushing out. But my, my aim is I want to see one of our uh, girl players become a lioness. That's the real aim as a development project to see one of our girls go out and represent England uh, in, in, in the England women's team. I just got tingles down the back of my neck there. <laughs> what an ambition that would be to obviously have someone go and represent. But regardless, if they do the, the work that you're doing for the girls in the community to be good people socially is absolutely fantastic. So, Jordan, same sort of question to you. What does the future hold? Um, I'd like us to make sure that we've developed pathways for... Uh, boys, girls and dis disability um, pathways have those fully established um, and make sure that this truly is a place for everyone, a club that's inclusive, welcoming um, and accessible. Football's for everyone, right? Absolutely. Football and if, is for all. Yeah. And if community clubs like yourself are providing that for male, female and disability footballs, it's something that we should truly advocate and support you with. Final question, and I'm going to come to each of you, John, and I'll stick with you. 
one piece of insight or one top tip for those listening around developing their identity? I would say um, it's all about defining a set of values and making sure that everyone sticks to those values and knows those values, whether that's from a top-down approach or from a bottom-up approach or a mixture of both. Um, yeah, really understand your values, understand where you're coming from and why, you, why you're doing what you're doing. Fantastic tip by Jordan there. And Gary? I think it's really important as part of your DNA as a club that you, you understand that often grown-ups have to take the lead in terms of organisation and committees. But at the end of it, we're trying to breed an atmosphere for young footballers to come through and enjoy their football and have a really positive experience. So it's, it's making sure that there's not too much of a divide between those two groups, really. Awesome. Fantastic insights and top tips there. Gary, Jordan, thanks for joining us for the Team Talk. Thank, Thank you. you Tom. <laughs> Whilst we've still got Jordan with us, we've decided to go into a little bit of extra time for the team talk. So Jordan, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about partnerships because we've talked about having an identity online, obviously physical in terms of kit and that type of presence. But partnerships for the club are really important for you. So can you tell us a little bit about the local partnership that you've got going on at the club? Absolutely, yeah. Um, partnerships are really important. We've partnered with a local charity, Zarak. Um, so we raise funds for them through um, various events. And when we hold things like our centen centenary events, some of the funds went towards uh, one of our partner charities, Zarak. Um, and we were able to partner with them not just to provide things like money but actually um, we do like Christmas drop-offs and things um, so it's a, a fantastic site the first year we partnered with Zarak um, to see our clubhouse filled at Christmas with drop-offs from people within the community um, of things like blankets um, food toys um, bedding because um, Zarak are a bed poverty working towards eliminating bed poverty in Leeds uh, they've just delivered their 4,000th bed across the city um, so yeah they're doing a fantastic job and we're trying to help them support them where we can as a club and that example right there just shows that what you spoke about earlier in terms of philosophy having a DNA just obviously bleeds into that partnership and shows what you're trying to do in supporting them locally but you didn't just want to stop there you've also got a, a national partner Yes, so we also um, have a partner charity, Young Minds. Um, so we're quite passionate about making sure that children's mental health is considered um, and sport obviously plays a big part in helping to maintain and uh, benefit children in terms of their mental health and well-being. So um, to demonstrate that Horsforth are a, a welcoming um, club that's really inclusive um, and considerate of the young people that we're working for, um, we partner with uh, Young Mind to again raise funds for them um, through our events and things like that to actually further our message and further our impact as well within the community. And that impact is obviously so vital. Mental health is obviously big on the agenda and obviously bed poverty for the locality of your community. Real testament to you and the club. If you were to give one top tip to the clubs and leagues listening on where to start with any of that, what would it be? I would say choose something that falls in line with the values and the identity that you're trying to um, portray and show. Um, yeah, it's really important that you ha you're going out there and delivering an impact on, in things that you think are important and that you're actually passionate about and not just trying to do something as a tick box exercise, for example. 
Well, Jordan, thanks ever so much. Your time on the podcast today has been invaluable. We're going to go over now and try and find some parents and players to talk to. Okay, so now we've come out on a pitch side alongside the under-10s girls team that's training. And I've managed to grab a couple of parents. We've got with us Victoria and Ben. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. First question, what is it about Horse for St. Margaret's that attracted you? Why why have you got your daughter playing here? So Emily, my daughter, is the uh, Jets team's goalkeeper and she started out when she was around five or six in the FA Wildcats scheme. And it's just continued from there. She really enjoys the football and she's got a cracking group of mates. So Pev and Ben. Yeah, said. similar. My daughter Holly's been, only been here sort of for a season or two, um, but I think the, the one thing that stood out is just how how she comes here and, and has fun and enjoys herself and expresses herself. Um, I think obviously it's a it's a massive club um, and there's lots sort of lots of girls to get to know, um, and she just really enjoys her football and enjoys coming here, which is the key thing. Absolutely, and. Horsforth themselves have around about 150 teams, which is probably is our biggest club in the country, if not one of them. How do they manage, from your perspective, to still keep that family feel of the club? That's a good question, that. I think we've got WhatsApp groups, haven't we, um, for all the four squads that are there at under-10s level. And then within the Jets team as well, we have a parents' cl- um, WhatsApp group as well. We talk when we're mat- pitch side on match days as well. Everyone keeps talking to one another and we just encourage each other, really, and the girls. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and all the teams sort of chip in when it comes to things like sort of sponsorship or sort of supporting each other. If, you know, if one of the, you know our team has got to a, a cup final, the other teams will come down and support as well. So Fantastic. I think, you know, again, just try to keep everyone everyone together and everyone involved with what's going on. And in terms of your kids themselves, what sort of impact has it had on them personally? Oh, it's been brilliant. Uh, I think for Emily, you know, just general fitness, but also her self-confidence. She's a goalkeeper, and I think you have to be a bit crazy to be a goalkeeper. Uh, but it's just, she's got confidence to talk to her teammates. She's not isolated as the goalkeeper, even if we're willing 6-0. Um, it's really good for her, yeah. I'd recommend it to anyone. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and Holly the same. I think it's, you know, it's football can sometimes get too serious and I think kind of she comes here and it's more about having fun a lot of the time which I think is is key she she does a Leeds United thing on a Friday night and that is quite serious whereas I think here is a bit more of a, a friendly feel and you know she's with friends as well as you know her fellow players as well and she gets to sort of express herself and and actually you know grow that confidence um, and really sort of you know she, she always comes out smiling which is the, the key thing. So if, if you were to give one sort of top tip that you've really loved and taken from Horsforth to give to another club or league listening to this, what would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. Positivity, encourage your girls. Um, it's like Ben has said, it's not just about the winning. I mean, it's great when we do win, but just that encouragement and keeping them going. Lovely. Thanks, Victoria. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think the same, not just in encouragement, but... I think thinking wider than just football, whether it's how they, how they are as friendship groups, sort of you know leadership, you know actually some of the broader life skills that will you know stand them in good stead sort of after as well, and thinking about some of those things. Um, but I think the key thing is they just have fun. That's the key thing I think with all these things. Absolutely, positive always wins. Absolutely. Well, thanks ever so much for talking to us. I'll let you get back to enjoying the the activity taking place. Thank awesome. You. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. So just pitch side, finding out what it is about football these girls love. So girls, starting with you, 
Tell me what it is you love about football. I just love football because you can be just like free with the ball and you get to see all your mates there and you just get to be free on the pitch and it's really nice. Holly, I love that. So I like football because I get to shoot like all the time mostly. Is that why you got Bamford on the back of your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eliza, what do you love about football? I like football because I kind of just feel free on a football pitch and like kind of lose all my thoughts. That is absolutely an amazing answer. And what is it about this football club that's so special? I think it's just so special because like, it's just like how everyone knows each other and if one of us go down, the others help them up and it's just really nice. These are some of the best answers I've ever heard. Go on. Um, I think it's really good because um, in summer you usually have water fights and we have loads of fun like doing games and stuff like that. So it's not just about football, yeah. it's the other things that you get involved in. And Eliza? I think it's because everyone's like kind to each other and sometimes we like raise money and like for treasure hunts and stuff. That's absolutely amazing. Give me a fist pump. Get back to your football. Go on and enjoy it. Thank you. So I've managed to grab Glatona, Tess and Emily to find out what they love about football. Glatona, tell me why you love the game. It's a really fun game and we it, it's really fun to score goals and uh, like it's really cool to like pass it around and just score goals. Absolutely fantastic. Tess? Because um, I'm a defender, it's um, kind of fun to ta um, tackle people, win the ball and then pass it up the players that can then score so you feel like you're still included so yeah that's what I just like it because I'm in defence Fantastic, Emily, what do you uh, love? I like working as a team and I like when people score we all run up and celebrate oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I like the people here uh, so. Fantastic what is it about this club that makes it so special? Uh, we are all really good at passing together and splitting the defence so we can uh, score goals and win matches. Sounds like you're very good at your tactics. Um, I like it because we're all here friends, it's not like, like there's two friends there and there's like a couple of friends there. We're all really good friends so we can all like get on and pass like the turn of seven and score goals so we have a better chance of winning a match. Fantastic. Emily? Because uh, like no one just runs up by their own. Everyone passes and like makes sure everyone's like included. Fantastic. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Give us a fist pump. Let you get back to training. Enjoy. So now I've managed to grab Jess away from a training session. Jess, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No Play yourself, but also a dedicated coach. Yep. What brought you to Horse for St. Margaret's to start with? Um, I wanted to give back. So I always played growing up. My dad was my coach and I always wanted to kind of give something back. And, and once I'd gone through, started to go through my coaching badges, I was really interested in, in joining a local club in Leeds and, and give something back to the girls section. Um, there wasn't a girls team at the age group at the time. So they, they approached and asked if I could start one. And then the rest is history. Here I am. <laughs> and long may it continue. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
obviously, I had a bit of a nosy on Horsfrush's website this morning about the philosophy and the DNA that the club's yeah. got around coaching. How important is it for you to have that there to support you in your role? Absolutely huge. The club have been really supportive. I was one of the first female coaches actually to come to the club, so they've been so supportive, supporting me through my UEFA C licence, which I'm currently a candidate on now, um, and just supporting the development of the girls' football, which, as you can see, it's huge. There's lots of players really wanting to play and, and the girls wanting to be involved in football, which is brilliant. We spoke to a parent, Victoria. She said her daughter started out in the Wildcats at Farm, yeah. now in your under-10s. How important is it for you to see a club like this having a pathway all the way through for the girls? Again, it is huge, and I think that was what was uh, really sold it to me about the club. Um, I came in when the girls were just going through the Wildcats. Uh, they were six and seven, um, and all of the girls that started off are still here and playing. I think that just shows um, how important it is to the players and, and how much the club supports them as well. Um, the setup we've got, the facilities are fantastic, and they're so supportive of the development of the girls um, all the way through up to up to open age. I mean, you look around at the facilities that we're on, yep. I, I suspect you were growing up playing on these facilities. Absolutely I not. certainly didn't. They're very, very privileged. In terms of the coaches here at the club, what's the camaraderie and connection like between you? Yeah, it's great. So we've got a coaches chat where all the, the girls section are involved in that. So the coaches from um, the Wildcats all the way through to open age. And it's stuff like kind of passing footballs on for different sizes as the girls grow up and get older. And, and just being supportive of lots of coaches meetings where you get to meet other coaches from different age group and share good practice. There's lots of CPD events. So it's a really community based club. And that's what I really like about it. Absolutely amazing. Real pleasure for you coming over to speak to us. Thank you for having me. I'll let you go get back Thank involved you before much. the sun drops <laughs> and enjoy the session. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Wow, what another fantastic episode of In The Box. We have truly been treated to the fantastic club, Horse for St. Margaret's, giving you insight and top tips all around the theme of identity and how they use it to inspire their players, their volunteers and their local community. On the next episode of Extra Time, we're going to take an even deeper dive into this subject, so we hope to see you there. In the meantime, come into the clubhouse and have a conversation with like-minded individuals like yourselves to get more tips, tricks and insight of what you can do back at your league and club. Until the next time, take care. <laughs>